Hello everyone, welcome to the Arseholics podcast. We're recording on the whistle after a mental game. Man United have just beaten Arsenal 3-2 at Old Trafford. Arsenal went 1-0 up. It was 1-0. Arsenal down 2-1. It was 2-0. Then Man United 3-2. Game over. Michael Carrick is apparently leaving Man United immediately, which is very weird to announce right after the game. But anyway, look, let's just get right into it, guys. Uh, how do we feel after that game? Ugh. <laughs> I'm really frustrated because I I would love to hear what you guys think, but I don't think Man United are very good. And we, we just lacked, we were just so naive in that game. And we, we let a good, you know, we, we, we didn't play amazingly well. And maybe you could argue we didn't deserve to win that game. But we certainly, I don't, I look back on the 90 minutes and I'm like, what did United actually do to trouble us? Like, like through any period of time where we like under the cosh, there there's a few, like a little period after they scored, after we scored the first goal where they were dominant, but it's not like they troubled us that much. Um, they were just, you know, fair play to them, really clinical with their first two goals. Took, you know, what were probably like half chances and turned them into really good goals. <laughs> And then we gifted them a penalty and, and that was it. And we just couldn't really do enough at the other end to to make it count. And we missed a few decent chances. And, you know, I think, put it this way, if United had had the chances we had had, I think they would have scored a lot more goals than we did. Hmm. That's probably fair. Myers, what, what did you think? Any additional thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, I... Feel feel very similar to, to 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 what Aaron and just said. Um, I, to be fair, I didn't think it was overall. I don't think it was too bad of a performance. Um, I actually quite enjoyed watching us with the ball. I thought uh, I think you can you can definitely see the progress that we've made in the last few months uh, or beyond that probably. Um, the confidence that we've got on the ball um, and the passing moves and. Everyone, every single one of our, every single one of the players, sorry, every single one of our players is more than happy to receive the ball in dangerous areas, which is not something that you could say maybe like a year ago, for example. Um, and I think that is one something I saw throughout the game. Every time we had the ball, and there were obviously periods where we did enjoy like big big spells of possession with the ball. But yeah, like Aaron was saying, kind of defensive lapses in concentration, obviously one huge mistake from Erdegaard um, has basically cost us. And yeah, I think United were there for the taking today. And I think, I think it probably demonstrates not necessarily the level that we're at, but it probably demonstrates or shows the age and naivety of, of this team overall which is not a criticism i think that's just you know a natural uh you know a natural thing that we're going to see as this team kind of develops and grows um but i think today like tonight's game was an ex- was a good example of where where you where you see some of the mistakes that we're probably going to see over the next few months um but yeah but my so i mean i think the frustrating thing is like the you could argue the two worst players on the pitch Arguably, like in Ober and Partey, are our two most experienced players. I did, yeah. I mean, I completely agree with Partey. I didn't think yeah. Ober was that bad today, aside from the miss. I think he only missed that one chance. Fair. I don't think you could say he's, he wasn't bad. 
but he was hardly in the game. I don't know. What did he do? I don't know. I, I kind of disagree. And I think he, I think maybe this is something, maybe a bigger conversation with Aubameyang around like how his style of play and kind of role in the team has maybe changed a little bit or has, has had to change. Um, because there's been games where you've seen Aubameyang literally not touch the ball and literally not be involved. But I felt like he was actually involved quite a bit in a few of the 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 the, uh, the build up to a few of the kind of attacking moves i'm not look, i'm not saying he had an amazing game he didn't but it wasn't as bad as some other games where i've seen him be completely anonymous and had zero impact i feel like his kind of first first touch was flicking balls over the top like Erdegaard, esr um and, and generally he was he was okay party was the one as we we all all three of us were saying kind of in our chat during the game, it was like every five minutes was um, FFS party and, you know, like he's done it again sort of thing. So he was the real, he was, he's the, he's been like, I called him out in the last episode um, uh, from a defensive perspective or standpoint. And today I feel like he potentially at fault for the, Fernandez goal I think it was the Fernandez goal maybe being a bit harsh but I think yeah generally like I think everyone probably noticed it right just the 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 lack of concentration when making a pass and the the sloppiness basically is just like it's just really unacceptable like I don't think there's any other word to describe yeah. it's just really unacceptable whether you're however old he is 27 28 and kind of an experienced player or not um yeah, you know, I, I feel like he, I feel like that performance probably deserves for him to be dropped for the next game, but I don't think he can be because of the options that we're, yeah. we've got in that in that position. But yeah, yeah, I think you're right. The thing for Partey, I know. I think I think in the first half in particular we were pretty scathing, and I think it really was a case if if I remember correctly, it really was a case where every five minutes it looked like he was doing something silly, and um, but at the same time. You know, even during that period, it felt like there were moments where the things that he he was doing was he's probably the only one of our central midfielders who can do that. He's probably the only one of our central midfielders who is powerful enough to, uh, at pace, sort of take the ball, carry it through in a you know in a kind of very high tempo situation, um, play some kind of fairly unorthodox passes, etc. And obviously, you know, in the in the second goal that we scored his involvement was pretty important. And so with the second half, I actually, I actually didn't think Partey was that bad in the second half. Like, um, I, I don't think his, the mistakes level was, was as it was in the first half. And in fact, you know, I, I, I thought he was okay. I think there's a broader question here with those two players about what our expectations are of them for one reason or another and, and, and how they meet them against that. So for example, Myers, I think, you know, with your point about Aubameyang, I think it's a case where at games like this, Ultimately, you're not going to get that many chances. You're not going to get that many moments in the final third where you could make a difference, yeah. whether it's through an assist or or, or, th- or through a goal. Mm-hmm. And you know, for for your average striker, like I don't think he had a bad game. But if if he is PM Rico Bamiang, and if he is our club captain, if he's our you know main striker or whatever, yeah, you know, like okay, look, if we compare to what happened, yeah, I know it's Cristiano Ronaldo, and that's a different entity altogether, but. You know, he, he he finished well, and and you know, in, in, even though he's not involved in so much of what Man United do in mm. some of those key moments, you know, he was delivering. Yeah, yeah uh, okay, a fair point. I guess, I guess the sort of 
the way the where I'm coming from with with my points on Aubameyang is I don't think we lost the game because of him. If that makes no, sense. no no I don't no no, no. no I don't yeah no, I, I just think we're pointing out the sort of two players that probably had the worst performances arguably. Party definitely won, um, and Aubameyang yeah maybe maybe he, he didn't have a, he didn't have a fantastic game. I, I I agree with that, but I don't think I don't think it's I don't think I don't think he had such a bad game where it's. Uh, worthy of calling out that performance because I don't think it's what cost us today. Arguably, the chance that what? he missed could have so, been a bit of a game changer. If so, well, what is it? What is it that you think cost us today? And why? Well, why, I mean, why have we lost this game? I'm not agreeing. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, with you. I don't yeah, think yeah. Ober and Partey are. Well, I think at two two reasons. I think at two two, it's a pretty level game, and I yeah. think both teams could argue they deserved. Like, if the game had finished then, I think both teams would have been fairly fairly content with a point so i think that indicates it was a fairly even game at that point and i th- and it's just it just seems like it i'm not i don't know if this is what's cost us the game because we had plenty of time to get back into it but that kind of moment of madness from erdegaard has really cost us mm. it has really really cost us and i'm not sure what he was thinking i'm not, I've, you know can't really explain what why he would think that was a good challenge to make maybe he thought uh, Fred's about to shoot and only choice he's got but you know um, he's not like he's one-on-one with the keeper so I, I don't know I don't know what, why he's gone and done that but I, I feel up until that point it was it, yeah it was a fairly even game um, both teams had periods of dominance both teams had periods of possession um, and we were well in it so yeah I mean if you look at the goals that we conceded I do. I do feel like there's a def, definite defensive switch off on the first goal. Um, I think it was. The, I'm just trying to remember now. But the Fernandez goal. Fernandez goal. Because if you watch how Fred kind of drifts into the box, you see Erdegaard sort of 30, 40 yards out from goal. Erdegaard's sort of next to him, and Fred just mm. just sort of like meanders into the box basically, and and Erdegaard doesn't track him. And again, like kind of picking on Thomas Party here. He's just ball watching, like he's not aware of who's behind him, um, and Fred's behind him, but he doesn't once turn around to see like where's the danger sort of thing. He's just ball watching, but to be fair, I think the ball's covered by um, like Tommy Asu, who was it Sancho who had the ball? Um, I can't remember now, but yeah, I just think like I think that they're the sorts of things that you hope when they go through their video analysis and they assess and understand why we why we've conceded the goals we did today. That particular one, I hope that they, yeah, they they can point out quite clear mistakes. You know, Erdegaard really needs to track Fred because he should see that Pi is not looking, and he should he should just go with him basically. And if he goes with him, then Fred doesn't receive the ball, and that move doesn't doesn't uh, end up the way it did. Is it a case where it's worth stepping out of the detail a bit for this game, and and because in some ways it feels like this game has also hit home a couple of things which seem pervasive so one of those things is leading up to this game we'd scored three goals away from home this season away oh, didn't even know that yeah and so of the two goals we scored today one was just you know an absolute freak occurrence and the other was a you know fantastic move but anyway nonetheless um you know that's that's five goals away from home you know and and one of them today was just a freak and the other kind of pervasive thing i suppose is we have talked a lot about how much we like our defense. We've talked a lot about how, you know, it feels they our back five, our systems, whatever you want to call it, fills us with a little bit more confidence generally. But at the same time, when we lose, when we start conceding, we start conceding. 
<laughs> and um, Man City, we conceded a bucket load of goals. Liverpool, we conceded a bucket load of goals. We've conceded three today. We conceded two at but Chelsea. I, I don't think you can look at this performance and say that it's not like Man United cut us open time and time again today. I yeah. Think, uh, okay. Yeah, sorry. you have to give Man United credit. They were really clinical and they turned, you know, two chances where, you know, like I think if Aubameyang had those chances, he probably wouldn't score those chances. Um, and like the Fernandez finish was really good. Um, Ronaldo, I mean, you give the ball to Ronaldo in those positions, he's going to score. And it was a really well-worked goal. Um but apart from that, do you like? But often that's what Ramsdale make a good save. But often th- these games are going to come down to those things. It's not necessarily that we're going to get battered for a whole game, right? And I don't think that's the issue. When you're playing against teams with good players, they're not going to need that many chances. So you could be three nil. You you can see three goals and only have let five chances go. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm wondering whether you know at some point it feels like whenever we've had a game, whenever we've had a bad game in terms of scoreline, whether it's a defeat, whether it's conceding a few goals, I think we because we're quite positive fans and I think we're trying to be realist and we're trying to kind of not be sensationalist about it. You know, I think we can be fairly um, hesitant to go in hard at the team or whatever. But I think the fact that the fact of the matter is, you know, when we've, we've conceded multiple goals against Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City and and United, and you'd say on paper, those are the four best kind of squads in the, in the league. Um, So look, it, I think as we've we've talked many times before, it may be a case where this is just a season where we just need to beat the teams that we beat. Fine, okay, and, and maybe we can put it down to that. But you know, what do you guys think? Do you, do you guys think that this is a case where it's just a case where maybe we'll be exposed against teams that are very good at the moment um, in terms of from an attacking sense, and and we'll be okay against other teams? Or do you think that there are going to be some cracks which might get exposed by other teams, which? Yeah, maybe aren't as good firepower wise. I mean, did you? Did, so, like, if you assess our defensive performance today, mm. I thought we were pretty good. I thought, yeah, I agree. Generally, we were pretty good. So, I don't necessarily think, like, like Aaron was saying, you know, that United weren't pummeling us, and and it was, wasn't constant waves of pressure and chance after chance. It wasn't that sort of game. I think it was just, yeah, like that extra bit of quality, um, especially up top. Um, really did show like we, we I think we said it in the preview uh, or maybe I can't remember who I was speaking to but it was you know United haven't been a very good team this season but they definitely have very good individual players especially in the mm. final third and I think that kind of shows to like Sancho's kind of kind of coming into his own a bit he's he's obviously I, I love Sancho at Dortmund I was raving about him before he signed for United um, and he's starting to show kind of what he's about they've got Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes. Like, you know, even though Rashford didn't have a very good game, you give Ronaldo a couple of chances. Like he mi- he missed that one where he cut inside and put Thomas Partey on his ass and hit, hit it at Ramsdale. But uh, other than that, you know, I can't think of too many other chances that he missed. And he's obviously scored the one and scored the penalty. So it's maybe, maybe it's just a case of like in this, in these games or games against these sorts of teams, when you're talking about Liverpool, uh, Chelsea, um, City, and now you're adding United to that as a as a kind of a, a loss where you've conceded a few goals. In the final third, these teams just have really, really good attacking players. And um, yeah, m- maybe it's just literally down to that on a game-by-game basis and as then, opposed but, to it being a trend. But then do we not conclude then, does that not mean that ultimately, yes, fine, okay, you know, we, we're not getting battered the whole game, but but if we're playing teams against high quality, you know, high quality teams who 
you know, we may concede four or five chances. We won't get battered the whole game, but four or five chances. We've just got to accept that's going to happen. And ultimately, if we play very good teams, they're going to score those goals. And in that way, are we saying that ultimately we just need to remind ourselves that we aren't that good yet? And, you know, we are going to be a team that will probably be, you know, at the very best, at the very best, if all things go our way, we, we get fourth, that'll be fantastic. But is it a reminder of the quality difference between us and some of the teams above us? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I don't think we learned that in this game. Yeah. I think we, we knew that already, right? Okay. Like we knew we weren't going to be anywhere near as good. We're, no, we're nowhere close to Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City. Like, we didn't need to know that today. I think today what I learned is that our attack, not not necessarily attack, but our forward play is still lacking. I think, like you said, Raj, we've only scored, what, four or five goals away from home this season? Well, including this. Um, including, yeah. And... Just, I think there are times where, you know, I think we know that when, you know, we haven't got an elite defense, like we've got a very good defense, but they're not going to be able to stop Ronaldo from having half chances. We're not going to be able to stop Fernandez from getting in those positions in 90 minutes, right? And yeah, you could say, okay, fine, we were unlucky because United were clinical enough to punish us with those chances. But what I'm more concerned about is going forward, we didn't take the game to United and we didn't punish them. United were there for the taking, I thought. I thought United were average. I don't think United are a good defensive team. I think our defense is probably better than United's. Um, but we we just didn't... We weren't ruthless enough. The chances that did come, we didn't take them. Aubameyang had a few half chances. Saka had a few half chances towards the end. Uh, I think Martinelli got in a good position once and, and fluffed that. And then yes, the chances that do come, we don't take them and we're not anywhere near good enough to putting teams under pressure. Yeah. I don't think, you know, after that first goal, we, we let United completely back into the game. I don't know if that was a tap. There were some people on, on Twitter saying that, you know, that was, they thought it was a deliberate instruction from Arteta after we went one nil up to sit back. I don't think it was. I think that was much more about the kind of the, What's the word? Maturity of the team. Yeah, maturity to go and say, like, we're on top here. Let's take yeah, this game to United. And, you know, we've got lucky with that first goal, but let's, we we're playing well at that point. Let's take the game to them and, you know, try and kill them off. Um, I, I, I agree with you because I think almost actually, in some ways, the way that goal was scored, it wasn't very good for us um, because it feels like we, we scored the goal the players wouldn't have known all the details of, you know, what, cause you know, Saka, sorry, Smith throws shot. They probably didn't know exactly what happened, right. They, you know, they didn't have the luxury of watching the TV screens like us. Yeah. They would have known that there was probably a cloud of, you know, doubt around it. And all of a sudden man United look really fired up. Um, and so man United come out after that goal and it seemed like they actually started playing better and they were really fired up and angry and whatever. Mm. And it felt like we kind of had a little bit of a, Oh my God is, you know, is yeah, and I think we're going to kick in here. A more mature team doesn't let that get. I agree with you. Yeah, we've yeah, gotten you. we've gotten away with one here, or whatever you think it is. I agree. But we're playing well. Let's go for the, not go for the second, but let's don't play like the way we did to let them back into the game like that. Um, and that's I think in in moments we're just not mature enough to to just like to compete. Mm. And we, because I, you know, the frustrating thing is, I look at this game and I think we we played well. I think we. I don't think we played badly today. Yeah, I think. Um, I, I also think there is there are some reasons why I think we consider ourselves unlucky in some instances. Right, there were some. That, you know, well, first of all, I thought 
our set pieces were overall very good um and a couple of them were pretty well worked and a couple of kind of headers that you know that came from corners on another day they go into the top corner today they didn't i thought those things were quite well worked there was a penalty that tommy asu probably should have had when harry Maguire brings him down if the referee sees that it's what, given what is that about like i think we should probably yeah. mention it i know i know we i know we're, i'm probably going to sound like a uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm moaning and I am to be fair, but I just, I mean, what, like, I just can't really get my head around how they've obviously looked at it. Right. They obviously do. Cause it, yeah. yeah. And what, what have they seen to suggest that that's not a penalty? I mean, yeah, like I just, I, uh, it's baffling really. It's really I guess baffling. the problem, for, the problem is for us in that situation, is it, it probably comes down to the, the rule of if they think the referee has seen it, then they need to VAR needs to come up with a reason why they think the ref has seen something completely different, essentially. So because they need. But do you think they asked him? Did you see that? And he would have gone, no, it's yeah, it's not a penalty. No, I don't think they need to because I think they'll have looked at what they they looked at the footage and saw him kind of there look, observing the incident. And what was it that he wouldn't have seen that they would have seen? So, for example, in the Odegaard penalty, well, what he wouldn't have seen is the fact that he didn't make contact with the ball. So they've gone, okay, there's a chance of a clear and obvious error here. But in that, yeah. they've probably just gone, well, the referee's made a judgment that it's, a, you know, stuff like that that probably wasn't a big, in- the referee thought it wasn't a big infringement, fine, whatever. And that's that's yeah, probably but... all it was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't want to, I hate moaning about ref incidents so much, but I think he's he's got that wrong. Well, the ref's got it wrong. Uh, well, yeah. The ref's got it wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying why I think VAR didn't do anything about it. You know, it, it, I completely yeah. agree. The ref's got it wrong, but they've looked at it and gone, oh, but then the they should. Seen it. And isn't, isn't yeah, that but... the, kind of, the kind of foul that was it like this season or last season? They said, you know, that kind of thing, pull it, pushing in the box or pull it, you know, pulling players' shirts in the box and all that kind of thing. What happens at every corner, every set piece, that's the kind of thing they're going to try and stamp down on. And VAR was there to help with that. And, you know, yeah, it's quite, it's quite a difficult one to take, but I'm, not making excuses, but yeah, it's quite a difficult one to take. It is difficult. And I think, you know, we've always complained about Arsenal not reacting in a really kind of animated way mm. with stuff like that. And, you know, I think we didn't again. And again, mm. I, I, I I hope and I wonder if it wasn't a case where we had some kind of really weird complex about how the fact the first goal went in. But, you know, anyway, the point, you know, is, is yeah, I thought we were unlucky there. You know, we were, we were unlucky in a couple of instances in that first half. Um, for me, and I don't know what you guys think, it's like, you know, Mike, you sort of mentioned about, the fact that you, you were quite happy with some of the things that you saw, the, the you know what we're doing on the ball. I mean, to some extent, I, I I do agree with that. I personally thought we were st- still overall quite good at dealing with the press. Um, I thought we you know we, we did keep the ball well in some in some areas, but I still, for me, feel like we don't generate enough high quality chances. And today was another ex- example where I felt like there. I mean, it's probably typified in the way, you know, you, you, for example, you, you said in your opinion, Oba didn't have that bad a game. And partly it's because actually there weren't that many obvious chances mm. that he or other people missed. And I mean, do you think, do you think that's an issue or, or what, you know, how do you think? I mean, it's not something that wasn't a takeaway f- f- from the game that I was sort of thinking about in terms of number of chances, because like Aaron was saying, I thought we did create a few decent One's and we obviously scored two goals, right? Um, it's a tough one because you do, you do like when you've got a striker like a Bamiyang who basically thrives off chances and isn't offering you a huge amount more, like he's not an all round, all action type typical number nine, right? Um, 
then yeah, it, it, you do he, you you need to make sure that you are providing him the chances in these sort of tight games where a Ronaldo makes a difference, basically, for example. But I guess he's also been compensated a little bit because players like Smith Rowe and Saka have, have just really, really stepped up. Um, mm. And 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 almost we haven't missed his goals as much in the la- in this like recent run of the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, look in games like today, we w- I don't know. I, I'm I'm not sure to this. I'm not sure if we necessarily needed to create a huge amount more. Um, I feel like the reason we lost if you score two goals away at Old Trafford, it's well, a good Old Trafford, um, you normally come away. You know, well, actually, to be fair, you don't necessarily normally come away come away with a draw, or at least a point, but. You know that's not a bad sign that you're not you know you, you you haven't created anything or you haven't been half decent going forward. Um, but yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. But do you think we were good going forward? I don't think we were. So, so personally, I, I mean, I don't necessarily think we were great going forward. But I, but I sort of agree with what Mai's saying. I think you know at Old Trafford, you, you're probably not going. It doesn't matter how average Man United are at the moment. You're probably not going to create a shed load of chances and we did score two fine one was a fluke we should have probably had one penalty we had some good kind of set pieces there were a couple of others you know where Tavares has put the ball over to Saka where to be honest like he probably should do better with at least one of those you know there's a couple of times where Oba should probably pass it to Martinelli in one example there's you know Martinelli had that really good chance if you recall in the first mm-hmm. half when he came so you know over and above that you know I, I'm, I'm inclined to 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 sort of agree with Mize on this. I mean, I mean, Aaron, do you, do you disagree? Um, I, well, I think I agree that like, yeah, like the fact that we scored two goals, we probably in another, another game, smaller margins and fine margins and all that. But I think we probably, you know, over maybe puts that chance in or something like that. But to go back to your point on Aubameyang, I, I think with a better, more, not a better striker, but a more suited striker to this team, we create a lot more. And yeah. I think there are, I think Aubameyang currently is taking away more than he gives to this team. Um, the problem is that there isn't really anyone else. We don't. No one else is, no, no one else is there, right? So like they all do that at the moment. When you look at Lacazette, you know, yeah, he adds a lot more in terms of the build-up play and link-up, but then he doesn't really add much in the box. Um and then you're down to like Enketia, who, in my opinion, just isn't isn't that good. Yeah, um, I mean, let, I mean, let's talk but, about that more broadly, right? Let's talk about the impact of those subs because it was a very, very, it was a very un for me. I felt it was a very unusual circumstance to have scored two goals, be chasing the game, and have subbed off both players who scored the goals. Now I know that there were there were reasons probably for it. Maybe ESR was a bit tired, but fact is, you know, the two, again, the two players who scored goals went off. Oba goes off, and what we were left on the pitch included Laka, Nakecha. And so maybe just carry on from there, Aaron. And, you know, did that fill you with, how did you feel when suddenly that final 11 players on the pitch were there in fruition? I just, I mean, like it's all well and good to do this with hindsight and maybe, you know, in a different world, Eddie comes on and scores a, scores a goal. But what, what evidence is there to suggest that Eddie is going to give you more than Aubameyang would? Mm-hmm. But I know we go on about how poor Aubameyang is. And yeah, he he does take, like, his all-round game probably isn't beneficial. But when you need a goal, Aubameyang is still the best striker at, at this club, in my opinion. And you, to do that, take him off, 
when, you know, yeah, he was missing chances, but at least those chances were coming. Those few chances that we do create, they were coming to him. He's far more likely to do something, especially when you've got Lacazette on, who does link well with Aubameyang. There was no real reason to take him off. And I think my gut feel was that's probably a bit of naivety from Arteta letting the frustration of him missing those chances maybe leading to a more emotional substitution. Interesting. I, I think he was probably like quite frustrated that he's missed those chances and his all-round game, he probably was quite frustrated and thought, you know what, just I'm going to do something completely different when I think a calmer head might have said, okay, I'll bring Lacazette on, let him play with Aubameyang for five or ten minutes and see what that does. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that was the, the wrong substitution. I think... I don't really know why Elneny stayed on the pitch when we were chasing a goal. I mean, we can talk about his inclusion. I think he had a decent game, actually, Elneny. But I don't know why he needed to stay on the pitch when we needed a goal. I mean, to, um, go on, go on, finish. finish no, go on. And, then, and then that's it. And I think, yeah, and then, like, did, did we really take take off Smith Rowe? I know, like, substitutions don't, you know, aren't completely pivotal. But I think... I think he got the subs wrong, basically. I was, what were you going to say, Mike? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I was going to say about well, about when you mentioned El Nenny, I guess at the point that we needed a goal, or should I say at that, when it was 2-2, we've obviously kind of conceded that penalty out of, out of nowhere, really. As I was saying before, it was fairly even, um, and we were well in the game. So maybe he didn't feel like... Like, like I said, like, I thought El Nenny had a fantastic game, and especially when you compare him to how part he played um i thought only was really good with the ball and he was doing a really good job in the first half of tracking bruno fernandez i don't know if you guys noticed it but he just seemed mm, to be yeah, sitting yeah. on fernandez which was like you know a kind of, a, of an obvious thing to do but he was doing it quite well up until the goal pretty much um so i don't know maybe arteta literally just uh, yeah i mean i guess the point the point the point i was trying to make was maybe he didn't feel like he needed to change too much we seem to be controlling the ball quite well um, and then that penalty happened and, and I don't know, maybe it was, maybe it was, there was an element of fatigue, like even though we're only playing once a week, um, I don't know, I'm probably making excuses for him now, but yeah, maybe, maybe there was an element of fatigue just um, with, and um, with Monday on the horizon, but even then obviously, look, you know, this is, this is the game that we need to, needed to focus on and get a goal. So I don't know, it is a bit of a weird one. There were some, there were kind of strange subs. Saka was expected, but yeah, I didn't expect ESR to come off. Mm, yeah, and do you, do, Miles, do you think with with Eddie there was any element of, you know, he's he's allegedly uh, turned down the latest contract offer? It seems clear that he's leaving. Do you think there was any? Do you think there was any element where Arteta went? Do you know what? He might he might really be up for scoring to put himself in the shop window here. Oh, I really hope not. Like I don't like like not. I just hope not. I hope there was that was not in his thinking at all. Like it doesn't make that no. I, if that is true, if that is the case, I'd, I'd, one, I'd be quite surprised and I'd be quite annoyed or disappointed because, um, you know, you've got a much bigger goal threat, in my opinion, like someone who actually will create in Pepe on the bench and whatever people say about Pepe, as frustrating as he can be, he can score a goal out of nothing. He is a dangerous player. He does have a lot of attributes that would have probably brought something into the game, especially considering how much of the ball we had. Um, so I, I hope there's another reason, like he's, he's been smashing them in, in training or whatever, you know, one of the, and and he's just impressed to the point that he, he, he gave him a, uh, um, he get, he brought him on just on merit, uh, as opposed to anything else to do with contracts or anything like that, because that's just like, Hmm. 
that to me that's ridiculous like if that is it I'd mm. just yeah i hope i hope that's not the case do you think that's what it was uh, to be honest I, I wonder at that moment in time when it's coming to the 80th minute 80 odd minute and and you know if arteta is getting a bit frustrated with Ober. i wonder if it came into his mind a little bit i wonder if he thought you know what eddie would be well up for making some headlines but the thing um, with eddie is, yeah he might be up for it but he's just not good enough right? not, i don't even know if it's that he's good enough or not like uh, yeah okay probably not for what we need as a as a as our our number nine our striker but eddie as like it's the most obvious thing to say he needs like he needs to be in the box and just and he will probably finish give him a chance he'll probably take it but you know then it comes back to are we really are we really creating these sorts of chances where the ball's yeah. landing at our players you know six seven eight nine yards out yeah that wasn't really happening too often so what what is the logic in bringing logic in bringing bringing one? Like the, his biggest contribution was probably giving away that foul on the, on the halfway line um, towards the end of the game. Like, yeah, it, it was that was a bit of an odd one for me. Can we let's just talk about? We sort of just touched on it before that um, about the choice the choice to bring Eddie on over Pepe. Um, let's talk about that for a second because we were all you know I think you know we all agreed that it was quite damning that Pepe didn't come on. You know, when we previewed this game, I think we were all in agreement that we wanted Martinelli to start over Pepe. That happened, and Martinelli was probably one of, if not our best player on the day, I felt. You know, he offered so much to, uh, today, and and I think he could probably turn around and be really, really proud of his performance. Um, so, you know, so he's he started over Pepe. Pepe's on the bench, and we're looking for a goal, and, you know, he, he hasn't, Pepe has not come on. How much has that told you about what Arteta thinks about Pepe right now and potentially what Pepe's future is going to be at Arsenal? Yeah. Um, yeah, damning is the word you used, Raj, in, in our chat and can't really disagree with that. I was thinking exactly the same thing when he made those subs. I think, I think, I mean, I kind of feel like Pepe still ha- could have a big part to play in our season um, as injuries and suspensions and all of that kind of uh, uh you know starts to starts to happen especially over the christmas period um so I, th- I still feel like he's a really fantastic option but it does kind of feel like it does also feel like arteta i don't know if it's he's lost he's lost patience with pepe or maybe he's just realized the the fit just that it's just not going to it's just not going to happen for him with us um i i would i would disagree a bit actually i I think when you look at the subs, if he was going to play Pepe, bring on Pepe, I think he thought, well, I'm going to, he's not going to play him up front. And if you're going to bring on Pepe, you have to either take off Saka, which he's just brought on, or take off Martinelli, who's playing really well. Hmm. And I think he's just looked at it and thought, well, I'm not going to take Martinelli off. I'd rather bring on Saka than bring on uh, Pepe because Saka is, you know, a better player than Pepe. Hmm. Um, And then he's thought, well, okay, they're my two wide players that I want to finish the game with. Who are the strikers that I'm going to bring on? And he thought, well, I'll bring on Lacazette. And then he thought, okay, I'm going to need a second striker. I'm going to bring on um, Eddie Nketiah. Yeah, but and what I mean, sorry, just to, like, what what does that say then? If he's if if he's bringing on a striker that wants to lead the club, well, he's not saying... So you think, you think he should have brought on Pepe as a striker? No, I'm not saying that. But if... Uh, I think if you've got 10 minutes to go, I mean, Martinelli was having a really good game. Did Martinelli stay on for 94, 90 minutes? I can't remember now. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. I don't know. I think I think when you're, when you get into the final 10 minutes and you're kind of desperate for a goal, um, I would 
100% I, of the time because because the shape to a certain extent goes out the window, right? Not not completely, but it, it No, I see what you mean, uh, but I think I mean, I Pepe I could play either side. You could have gone Martinelli through the middle. You could have gone well, yeah, that's one option and then Pepe and Saka either yeah, side. Yeah, he could have done that. Um yeah. but I just like it, it the the to go back to Raj's question, like what does it say for Pepe? If you if you're Pepe sitting on the bench and you see um Enketia coming on ahead of you in a game where we need a goal, and it's not like Pepe doesn't have a goal in him, um, I'd be quite I'd be a bit worried to be honest, or I'd maybe maybe the writing is on the wall for him. I'm not I'm not sure, but um there's a re- is it like I, I can't really again, I can't really get my head around that one because um Enketia's made it quite clear that He's basically said he wants to leave, right? Or is it just he's just mm. not signed a con- signing a contract? Like, and he's uh, not in our plans. Bit of both. Yeah, it's clearly not in our plans. You know, with with what's happening with Balogun as well. Balogun seems to have a future at the club potentially. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to make of the Pepe situation. Like I said, I still think he's going to get game time as Saka probably picks up an injury or whoever you know, one of the attacking players picks picks up injuries. He's sort of next in line, maybe after Martinelli now. Um, so maybe he could kind of play himself back into some form and back into the team, but on a more general basis, I'm, I'm not sure. Like he's, we've literally not seen him. Uh, I'm trying to think mm. like when we, when he last played league minutes. Um, mm. so it is, it is a bit of a, it's one to watch really, isn't it? To see what happens. Yeah. I think it's clear he's quite far away from the first 11 right now and he's slipping further and further away with Martinelli now overtaking him in terms of like the pecking order. So I think there was a time where when he first came in, you thought, you know, this is this guy's going to be our our wide player, like our first wide forward, the first name on the team sheet. And now he's behind Sacco, he's behind Smith Rowe, he's behind Martinelli, and that's just not good enough for someone like him. Um, but I think that's all it is. I don't think he's you know being exiled or like I don't think he's being like being pushed away. I just think there are three wide players who are playing better than him and they're getting their chances. Yeah, I agree. And and you know what? We, we're coming into a really dense period. I mean, we, we were just talk, well, we were talking earlier in the day about who's going to what game and et cetera. And there's, yeah. I mean, it's literally there's game after game after game after game in December. So I think it's inconceivable. In the same way that Arteta said today that part of the reason why, you know, he played El Nenny, I don't know if this, if he, this was, he was saying the truth, but he said part of the reason was actually just we need to, to rotate um, because of all the fixtures. But there will be truth in that over December, right? Like there's just so many games. Mm. And we've got another one coming up this weekend, which is going to come up very, very quickly. Um, I mean, it could be actually that we see Pepe involved in that game. Um, so, so you know, like, yeah, I can't remember which one of you said it, but you know, I, I agree with you around the fact that Pepe could still, you know, play a big part of our season. But, but I do think that it was very interesting today. I think it was a very interesting decision because I agree with you, Mize, in the sense that, we could have, when if Pepe had come on over Eddie, there's still Martinelli, there's still Lacazette who's on the pitch who can play as kind of you know centre forwards, etc. So I think it was an, an interesting decision, and well, you know, ultimately it's difficult. You know, when you lose, it's easy to turn around and say maybe that was a wrong yeah. decision. But anyway, whatever the case, guys, like I think you know, one question I had to you in conclusion for this game is, you know, if I, if I, if we lost when we previewed the game, we talked about the fact that. The the issue is if we lose that really it's it's kind of a case where Man United kind of gained some points in us, but ultimately we still have points on the board. I think we've got twenty three points. Um, you know we're, we're we're fifth. It's 
you know, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not like all of a sudden this loss has now catapulted us downwards. Um, but how do you feel? Do you feel fundamentally differently about Arsenal and our prospects this season than you did before the game? No. Yeah, me neither. I, it's one of those that is incredibly frustrating because we want, we should have won. I'm not should have won, but we shouldn't have lost, Mm. but it doesn't, doesn't give me cause for concern about Arsenal. If anything, and this is, you know, I might live to regret this, is that I'm actually a bit more optimistic that United aren't actually that good. Um, it's really interesting you say that. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the opposite because I, I feel that with United, it's a case where they just needed a basic manager to 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 get a, a squad of that level no, but, to just do something and it feels like they're the sort of team they're sort of you know they're just the sort of club where when they get some momentum it always seems to go in a good direction and suddenly this wasn't i don't know i don't know i yeah they are I, i'm with you i think this they are a, they do need a more competent manager and there is the risk that when the new guy comes in he could turn them into a, a functioning team and then they've got the quality and the tactics and the system to be a really good team I don't think today, I don't think they outplayed us tactically. I don't think they came with a game plan that was efficient. I think they, the reason they won is because they have much more clinical players up front than we do. But they're gonna, that that, but that's still going to be the case for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's it. But that's always been the case. The, the only reason they have won the, the points they have is they're basically because they've got Ronaldo on the pitch. Mm. And you take that out, they're not a functioning team. Um, now there is every chance that uh, Rag- I can't say say Ragnick can come in and make them a functioning team. But United currently, as they are, in my opinion, are not a a well functioning team. Um, and you know, again, I could I could completely regret this, but I think if they carry on playing the way they did against us, they will drop, continue to drop points. And I think the question is. Are we going to be consistent enough going forward to take advantage of that? And that's a big question. Like the same question marks remain over us, which is are we good enough and are we clinical enough to manage these games and continue to take chances and do enough going forward? Because I think our defense is good enough. Um and I'm not too worried. Like when when we played Liverpool, when we played Chelsea, when we played, you know, Man City, there was a clear quality gap there. And you went away from those games thinking, you know, we are well off those teams. Hmm. Um, I'm not today. I'm I'm annoyed because I think we should have won, and we haven't won, and that's just an annoying feeling. But I haven't come there, come away from it thinking, right, we are miles away from United. United are going to go and do bits, and you know, go and finish fourth, third, or anything. I don't feel that at all. What do you think? Well, I think I'm. Yeah, I think United fans will probably be... I would, I'd be really interested to hear what United fans think because I know they can be deluded and they get carried away sometimes and think they're better than they are. But I think a few sensible United fans will be thinking, well, you know, we we, you know, we got away with that one and we somehow managed to uh, steal a win. I think United fans might also just look at it and go, we've just played Chelsea and Arsenal and we've kind of come away with four points. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that, and that, that, yeah. That's the problem. I, I, that, that's kind of what I'm a little bit worried about. Exactly. Like, you know, it's that, it's those little things which sometimes you just need kind of going for you. But sorry, Mize, you, you, you No, I mean, I, I, I semi-agree with Aaron. And I think, yeah, the Man United thing, I, 
um, I, I wouldn't necessarily necessarily go as far as saying they're like a non-functioning team. I mean, I think as we keep saying, you know, they've got really good individuals, uh, and sometimes that gets you through to a certain point, if you know what I mean. Like having and that's exactly what happened today. Play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they probably are going to win a lot of games you know uh from now until the end of the season not at the level of the top three but potentially enough for them to get fourth if that's what we're talking about um maybe but yeah i think to answer your question raj like i don't yeah i don't think it necessarily changes how i feel about arsenal i think it shows um it shows that this team has a lot to learn still as we were saying like there there's a lot of kind of naivety you know when we scored the first goal we seemed to sit sit back um, and let United on to us at the end, you know, for the what twenty minutes or so of that first half, which resulted in them getting the equaliser just before half time. Again, a really bad time to concede the the Erdegaard challenge for the penalty. Very, very naive and rash. So I think there's there's lessons to be learned, which I think is what we're seeing from kind of every single game, or every single game that appears to be challenging. Um, so doesn't really change my my kind of outlook for the rest of the season. I think the next few games are going to be really telling pretty much i mean look it's always the case right the christmas period tells you a lot about what you're going to be what your kind of real goals are for the season and where you think you're actually gonna what you're going to achieve and i think if we can come out of the next so everton away uh southampton at home and then west ham isn't it i think if we can come out of those three games especially the west ham one how, how massive is that now um with favorable results and i'm sort of talking seven points um then I would say we're well on for, I don't want to say top four because it's only, it's not top four, it's fourth. Um, but we're well on for, yeah. you know, an improvement on last season and hopefully, hopefully fourth place. But yeah, top six for sure. Like if you, the thing that kind of gives me a little bit of confidence is I don't think we're necessarily any worse than the other teams that are challenging for that fourth. fourth yeah, place. completely you agree with West Ham, Tottenham, United, um, it's probably just that's it at the moment. I think I think it's Wolves mm. is the next in line, and then you've got Leicester kind of lurking around ninth or tenth. So I don't think we're any worse than those teams. Um, I think the concern is like Aaron was saying, defense looks relatively solid, even though we've just conceded three today. Um, but more so, yeah, the lack kind of lack of cutting edge up front, and there's only so many games that Smith Rowe and Saka were really you know are gonna you know pop up with a goal, um, and we probably need one of our strikers to start firing quite soon. Um, mm. Unless, you know, Smith, Saka, Pepe, Martinelli are going to be getting all getting double digits this season, which I'm not sure is going to happen on Smith, right? Probably will. And Saka probably will, but you, I think, you know what I mean? Like we're going to need some goals from, from a striker. So um, yeah. Yeah. I think actually thinking of it more about it, like we're almost a bit, us and United have the, the kind of opposite problem problems in the sense that we, we are a relatively well-functioning team now that just is lacking like clinical quality up front. Um, United have the clinical quality up front, but just are lacking the systems and the tactics and kind of the overall style of play. And the question is, if you, if you just say like, let's assume it's, I know you've got West Ham, you've got Spurs and you've got other teams. Let's just assume it's between us and United are United more likely to get the systems, the tactics before we get the clinical quality up front? And actually, if you do look at our striker situation, I don't think we're going to fix our striker situation this season. And in which case, it might actually be the case that Ragnik comes in and 
turns United into a more functioning team with that quality, then Arteta can somehow turn Aubameyang or anyone else and help him, like help Aubameyang recover his form and find 20, 30 goals a season. Well, I think, so, yeah. I think with regards to that, one of the best things that can probably happen to us if it's just that equation between us and Man United is for Man United to stay in the Champions League for as long as they can, to be honest. Because mm. that, that might be something which which comes into play. Um, if we look, just look at the game that's... Um, the, the game that's coming up on uh, on, on the weekend, Everton, or, or uh, do you know what? Actually, just before we do that, like because we we spent a few times, spent some time talking about Oba, we spent some time talking about other individual players. We touched on Partey. Do we want to explore that a little bit more, guys? Because um, you know, I think we we talked before the game about the fact that he had a very good game last season at, at Old Trafford, um, but ultimately he was signed as this player who's supposed to. Who's supposed to be our dominating Patrick Vieira type um, central midfielder signed at the peak of his powers, um, and it was just it was it was a bit of a weird game. I know we we touched on it at the beginning, but is there anything more we want to say about Party's performance? Um, like Raj, I think you put it quite well in the in the chat when you said you know this is the guy that should be. And I think you just said it now, actually. Sorry, um, you know this is the guy that should be dominating games, um, and it's a big concern for me to be honest. Like. You can see, you can see in um, uh, like you can you can see the quality at certain times. He's obviously got really good ability on the ball, um, but he's just very inconsistent through the game, very erratic with his shooting, with his passing, um, and the passing is the big one for me because some of the passes that he wasn't making today were like very very simple passes. Like some of them were like five six yard passes. And okay, as as, as uh, you know, we can give him the plaudits for the pass for the goal for the for the Erdegaard goal. But even that, it was a good pass. It wasn't you know it wasn't one that's like breaking the lines of the defense. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an Erzul pass or a Kazola pass or whatever. So um, fine, there were some good moments against today, but overall, I think he was more of a problem because we seem to you know if you look at the back if you look at ramsdale um white and gabrielle and every time ramsdale has a ball from a goal kick or we play basically playing it short we're playing out from the back and then tommy asso and tavarez everyone's really comfortable on the ball and if you like i don't know if you guys noticed it but i was really impressed with how well we got out from the back yeah. to get the ball into midfield yeah. i was really really impressed with it um, I don't think United pressed us very well, but we seem to get the ball out from tight situations really, really well. And everyone's confident. Then the ball gets to Thomas Party, and there seems to be this, like, I can't explain what it is. It seems to be uh, either lack of concentration or just carelessness. Because, like, these, like, I'm, like I said, they're not difficult passes that he's not making, but he's just not making them on a consistent yeah. basis in every game. I'm sure his pass completion rate is probably decent because he's making enough to get it up to, like, 80% or whatever. But, um, yeah, and that's, like, really, really concerning because, like, yeah, he's not a Lakonga uh, age, inexperienced player. He's the guy that should be showing everyone else what to do, basically. And, you know, um, Elneny kind of outshone him today for me. I thought Elneny was much, much better. And, yeah, it's just a bit of a big... It's just it's not a big... It's not a bit of a concern. It's a big concern for me. Um, and sort of a year and a half into his Arsenal career, roughly, um, yeah, n- a little bit worried, to be honest. Yeah, I think you can... Like you said, you can see the good. that like He does do a lot of good in games as well. Like, even in the build-up to the goal, I thought his play there where he kind of laid it on to Martinelli was really good. 
Um, but, you know, alongside the the bits of good that are really good, you can see that, you know, the top level quality is there. There's just a lot of crap in there as well. And it's just like, what are you like? And it just, I don't know. It just seems like something that would be so easy to cut out, but he's just not cutting it out. It's very frustrating because I, I agree. I, I think the thing is, you know, when we watch, you know, when we watch Champions League games now, we watch them and we're like, oh my God, it's so depressing. We're so far away from that. One of the things I always notice in these top level Champions League games is the pace at which these games are played at. And some of the things that Partey does, it reminds me of that level because even today when the game was going fast and Man United were were, were, were really sort of pressing, there were times like, you know, that he would have this moment where he would burst through. He would burst through a mm. press, he would take yeah. it, he'd draw a foul and suddenly we're 30 yards more forward and suddenly Man United, are, you know, are, are in a weaker position, you know, all of a sudden. And so stuff like that, I'm like, that's what he's there for because he's signed at the peak of his powers like the peak of his powers signed from a Champions League team, a team that went on and won the league when he left, right? Like, I mean, he, you know, it's not good, <laughs> it's, it's not good but you know what I mean? There's the calibre of team that he, he was playing for. And um, yeah, yeah. and yeah, it's, 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 it's not, I mean, you know, I agree with the Miser. It is a concern for me because ultimately, you know, you, you know, you, you forked out on a, on a player for now and everything about him is for now. He's not, we can't, you know, he's unlikely to to get better in next season or the season after. So it is a bit of a concern for me. Um, but um, look, okay, I mean, look, let, let's see. I mean, I think in the interest of time, um, let's just look to Everton quickly because you, you, you there's only a few days away. Now, usually after a defeat, you'd really like to have a home banker against a Norwich or, you know, someone like that, wouldn't you? Uh, or a Newcastle. Um, but... Uh, that's not the case. However, if you're going to go away to a team, you're, you're probably going to want to go away to a team who are spiralling a little bit um, in a way that it would have been lovely to play United a few games ago when Oli was still there. I mean, Rafa is in a bit of a precarious situation at the moment. The fans seem to be turning, uh, not just him, but on you know on on the regime, on 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 kind of you know on the chairman. Like things aren't going very well. M- money questions on on money spent. Um, questions on tactics questions all over the place they've just got battered by liverpool what do you think guys is is it is it a case where nothing is acceptable other than a win i think so yeah (laughs) yeah i mean we should go there they're not very good we should go there we should win and anything else in terms of a result isn't is a negative i i don't think you can say oh getting a point away to everton when everton are this bad is is good so yeah we have to go there and we have to win and i think we will hmm. um yeah and that's that's kind of what i, I mean say. I got, yeah i got mine's looking pensive no I'm, just, I'm, a little bit, I'm a little bit worried like um i'm a little bit worried about this game uh because i think the, the our boys are going to be very very down after that defeat that's quite a tough defeat to take um, I know it wasn't like a last minute winner or anything, but I feel like they're going to, they're going to feel like they put in a lot. Um, they're probably going to feel like they didn't deserve to lose. And, uh, you know, they've, they've lost to a, to a Ronaldo penalty on the back of a, um, moment of madness, basically from one of our players. So I think they're going to be down. So it's going to require a big pickup, um, you know, tomorrow and over the weekend from, from, from Arteta and, and the coaching staff, um, in a short space of time. So it's a short turnaround time. And like, They've just, yeah, like you said, they've just been battered by Liverpool. And I'm a little bit concerned that, you know, Monday night, under the lights, Goodison, kind of like tonight, really, in a way, 
um the crowd are going to be well well up for it and yeah while the quality has clearly not been there like i think they haven't won in like seven or whatever it is um i'm just a little bit concerned there might be a reaction from them um and it'll be interesting to see how we react if we do go a goal down and the crowd are well up you know the crowd kind of really get behind everton and um you know do we do we fold or or you know do we do we have the ability to you know hold our own essentially and come back into the game um so i'm just a little bit worried I'm, i completely agree that we should go there and win and i think to be honest i still feel like we will despite what i'm saying i just have that kind of concern about you know everything i've just said um yeah so but yeah i i i do think that we'll 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 we will win i think that um there'll be a few changes there has to be a few changes again and um yeah, I think we'll get a positive result, but slightly, slightly concerned. Would it tell you? So, do you say slightly concerned? If we if we lose, let's just say if we lose to Everton, mm. then it obviously puts us in a situation we we play Southampton at home. You know, obviously hope for a result, but then the West Ham game becomes even bigger. But even just isolating to the, to, to to Everton, my thought would be that if we don't beat Everton. I think that my my optimism of us putting a genuinely good challenge for for fourth, um, you know, I think I, I think I'd probably lower my expectations then because because ultimately I, I think if we're going to be losing games against the big teams, we're going to have to beat teams that we should be beating, and that's that that's it. That that that's all we can do. If we're going to finish fourth, that's that's the bare minimum. And if we're going to therefore do that, we we've got to beat teams who are struggling and Everton are struggling. And so I agree with all the things that you said, Myers. Mm. Under the lights, under the lights, Monday night after defeat against Liverpool. But at the same time, you know, that, those kinds of narratives are going to pop up all over the season for different yeah, reasons, absolutely. aren't they? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, go on. That 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 was it. It was oh, more sorry. about I think I think that the game I think the result in put it this way, it feels like the result against Everton for me will tell me more than the result today. It feels like the result in Everton for me will, will you know, if we bounce back and win, I'll go, this team has character. Ultimately, mm. it's the same as it was before. We gotta win these games. Ignore like these one off defeats, whatever. But if we don't, then it's that that's gonna be my concern. Yeah. Pretty much agree. I very much agree. I, like I said, it's it's just yeah. I, I just hope that we can kind of turn up to this to this one, start how we started today, um, potentially create some chances and almost do what Liverpool did to a certain extent by I'm not saying smash them by four or, or, or score four, but um, you know, uh, really just dominate the game. I just feel like if the game's fairly even and a little bit scrappy, then you know, um, a decision, a goal from them, and then it might it might not go our way. So, but yeah, to be fair, I still think, I actually think we will go there and win. I think we're going to put in a really good performance. Yeah. What do you think? So, so I agree with you, Myers. I think we'll, we'll, I, I, I do think we'll win and I think we'll put in a good performance. What about you, Aaron? I think we will win, but I don't think we'll put in a good performance. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think we're, I don't think we're there yet in terms of being a team that's capable of putting in a performance consistently. But it's not really consistent. Um, yeah, it's, okay, okay. Really you know, it's not. I mean, yeah, you know. Like, yeah. Right, sorry. I just, I don't, I don't think we can go and say, and just go and play well and say Arsenal really played well today. I think with, we just don't have enough going forward, where we're not just relying on, a bit of luck here and there, to get through. I think we're still like a team that it just is going to play in these margins of, okay, luckily that game things went our way. Like today, things didn't go our way and we lost. 
And I think every game until we like upgrade our striker is going to be one of those where it's just fine margins every game. And hopefully we do more to just shift things in our favor. Like we did against Newcastle where, you know, we weren't dominant, but we were comfortable and we, we capitalized on the, the one or two moments that we got. But I don't think, you know, how many times have we had a performance this season? Yeah, Spurs was good. Villa was good. Uh, Villa was good. I mean, even Leicester, you could argue, you know, we played well enough in those key moments and we just about edged it. But I don't think, like, I think when we say performance, I think there's a ceiling and yeah, yeah, yeah. in terms of how well we can currently play. Well, you know, I take a lesser type performance. In my mind, that's what I'm yeah. sort of hoping for. I'm hoping that we go there and, and just really try. Because t- today we did a similar thing, but I thought we started at a really good tempo if we had like four corners in about you know the first few minutes anyway point is um i i'd like to see us do that i, I do think we need to take into account the situation that everton are in it's just a good time to, i i think personally aside from the fact that it's a monday night lights i, I agree with that point much. it's a good time to play them because i feel like i feel the manager slowly lost the dressing room you know that's yeah, what the, the, the risk is they sack rafa before monday that's a risk and then, that's a massive yeah. risk and they give it to um what's his name Big Duncan Ferguson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. So. No, we don't want that. No, no uh, Calvert Lewin, right? Still, I hope. He's still out. I um, don't know. Not sure. Okay. Not. I think he might be coming back, but I'm not sure. That's potentially yeah. Yeah. Reportedly linked with Arsenal, if you believe the papers. But well, today was he? I've seen. I mean, it's just. Oh, thank you. I don't think they're credible. I don't think they're credible oh, rumors, okay. but like it's like the Sun. <laughs> type rivers only talk to me if it's Ornstein or Fabrizio mate I yeah. don't want to know alright guys I'll tell you what we basically I think we've just hit the hour mark um, so why don't we leave it at that look it's it's been a, a, a great discussion I think um, I think in a way I needed this to uh, <laughs> to like down, like break it down and yeah. feel a little bit better I, I, like I'm trying to level myself out and I, I think you know what like I, I'm trying to tell myself that the fact of the matter is there are still a lot of teams in this league that are below us right mm. now. And we still got points on the board. We still got some winnable. I, I agree with you, Myers. I think seven points out of a possible nine in the next three is, is not only what we should be get aiming for. I think we should get it. You know, Do you think we'll get seven. I think it's very, po- let's, let's, it's very let's, possible. Let's predict the next three games then gone. So what, what do you reckon for Everton away, Southampton home, and West Ham at home? Okay, so I'm going I'm to say that we beat West Ham and we beat, sorry, we beat uh, Everton, we beat Southampton, and we draw against West Ham. Yeah. Um, nice. Although, yeah, our home record is quite good. You could say that we, you know, may do well against West Ham. I, I, I don't know, but anyway, I'm just going to go with that for now. What about you, Aaron? I think we win all three. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Pow. Man, is like, yeah, no, we can't put in a good performance. Says, pow. <laughs> we're going to win all three. We're not going to, yeah, we're not going to dominate all those three. Like, I think we'll just, we'll do enough just about going forward because our defense is, is you know, assuming we don't have any injuries, I think our defense is it can it can deal it can deal with some of the the more average I don't use like average yeah. teams but average teams in the league but yeah, yeah. you have got Ronaldo and we're not going to be facing Ronaldo every week exactly, yeah. and he's not going to take you know those low percentage chances and I think we've got two what two of those games are at home right yeah yeah and the the away game is Everton who are not playing very well at the moment so 
let's great see you after we lose all three exactly I, <laughs> I can't wait to lose on monday yeah excellent all right guys look uh good chat thanks let's get this out of the system and hope we wake up tomorrow without um without the scars and without the 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 poor mood that usually follows so um yeah also look, raj uh, did you um did you mention it was episode 50 i didn't mention it, it was episode 50 it's episode 50 happy 50th guys happy 50th it's been emotional been emotional bit of a bit of a crap crap result to to spend on our 50th but it's been a great journey 50 yeah. you know now we need, now we just need 50 viewers if we just if we buy more laptops we can just do it <laughs> we do it ourselves cool uh sweet guys all right nice. talk to you guys later cheers guys thanks for joining us everyone see ya see you bye bye